Oh, I don't even know what the heck that was. It was an interesting game from a lease perspective, and I'm sure a much more enjoyable watch from a Lightning perspective. We got Adam Danker of Locked On Lightning on the show. We're doing a crossover, Leafs and Lightning after that bleep show, I guess is what we're going to call it from a Maple Leafs perspective. 8-1. We're going to get into it on today's episode of Locked On Lightning and Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into a Locked On Leafs, Locked On Lightning crossover show. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano, a host of Locked On Leafs, and with me, my co-host on the show is Dave Morissuti, and we're being joined by our Locked On Lightning uh, fellow brethren. It, it is Adam Danker. Adam, what's going on, pal? I'm sure uh, you're feeling a little bit better than we are after tonight's festivities. Yeah, I have to say, uh, I think uh, tonight was a pretty... Uh decently played game by my boys tonight uh you know i'm not gonna try and rub it in your guys faces too much just because i have to admit uh i was a little worried about you guys even though i've been saying for the past couple of weeks that i think that the leafs are still the best matchup for the lightning in the playoffs i i'm i, I think i went from a little bit worried to cautiously optimistic now about this playoff uh matchup that our guys will be playing in a couple of weeks yeah well, other than that yeah We'll dive into the playoff matchup and how we're feeling a little bit later in the show. But uh, as for tonight's game, so it was an 8-1 final. Tampa Bay just absolutely took it to Toronto. The Leafs packed it in. Like, yeah, they, they played 20 minutes and then said, ah, we're good. We're good. Tampa, yeah. you can take this one. And then it was just a circus from there on out. I think I saw a total 116 penalty minutes in tonight's game. 116. Like, I don't really know if they're going to have enough guys to get through a seven-game series if this goes forward in the next couple of weeks. Like, for real. I, I honestly am not sure if they're going to be able to keep guys on the ice. There might be a bunch of suspensions that could come flying at some point. Like, this was just insane what we witnessed. Yeah, tonight was, uh, you know, it's one of those head-scratching games because it was a it was a season high for both teams and goals given up and goals scored. Uh, this is the kind of game that you normally see either early on in the season or, you know, just not at all. Uh, the fact that we're talking about this uh, not about two weeks from from a potential playoff series between these two games was was pretty surprising. Uh, I was a little worried on the lightning end that, you know, you don't, don't score all the, you know, save some goals for the playoffs guys. You know uh, it was, it was one of those games where you expect a little bit more fight from a team like Toronto, especially with the way Toronto's played my guys all season long. But uh, you know what? I, I'm not going to complain too much. The lightning proved that, you know, they're ready for the playoffs after a lot of question marks surrounding my guys the last couple of weeks. But uh, you know what? Go, good all-around game, and you know that just proves that you never really know what you're going to get from a hockey team on any given night. No, it's totally true. And um, Dave, I guess uh, I'll start with you and ask you this question because we didn't get to chat about it because we did our preview show last night. But we woke up and we heard that Eric Schalgren was going to get the start, not uh, Jack Campbell as we kind of projected him to. Would have made a whole lot of sense. But Schalgren gets the start. Schalgren got dominated tonight like that guy just had 
A, the team in front of him just gave him absolutely nothing. It was embarrassing. But also the fact that he couldn't, he wasn't stopping anything either. He wasn't tracking the puck well. And there was just a lot of softies that he allowed. And I mean, eight goals. I think the expected numbers was about two and a half. I'm thinking, I'm seeing, yeah, about two and a half goals. That was the expected amount. And it ended up being closer to, uh, well, it was eight, eight, in fact. So allowed more than he was expected to. Um, your thoughts kind of on, on Shogren getting the start tonight. And then his performance obviously was not great, but how does that make you feel after tonight uh, seeing Shogren who, I mean, why, why was Shogren in net? Did you have theories? I had theories. Did they play out the way you thought it would? What's your like Shogren? Go ahead. Talk. About uh, it. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a head scratcher because you know, this was, this was seen almost as a tone setting matchup. You know, you wanted to give yourself some good feelings going into the playoffs. Considering the last time you played the lightning, it was a pretty dominant affair in, in the final score there. And yeah, that was the head scratcher, but then, you know, they've been pretty conservative with how they've been using Jack Campbell. Um, yeah, it was a head scratcher. You're, would it have been better if Jake, Jack Campbell's in that probably would have been better. Would they have been a win <laughs> with the way they played in front of yeah. uh, Sovereign? I couldn't expect Jack Campbell to rescue uh, the Leafs after that abysmal, I mean, abomination of an effort. I'll call it that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that it's almost like th- this was a game where I feel like Tampa knew, like knew what they needed to do, and the Leafs didn't want to. Like they they pushed the like Tampa push and the Leafs pushed back. Like this was one of like that's why we had so many penalties. Like the Leafs were not going to roll over, but at the same time Tampa's just like, well, we're just going to keep putting the puck in the net. I mean, you guys can take your, you know, extracurricular activities on us, but yeah, it, this just felt like it, it it a good first period. And I thought, okay, this is this is how you want the game to go. But then the second period, the penalties, the undisciplined play from the Leafs. And Tampa's just like, you're playing right into our wheelhouse. And yeah. I'm kind of glad Jack Campbell wasn't in net for that because the optics would have been a lot worse if that's what would have happened. Agreed. So, Adam, so you're not in the market, but this is what the conversation was going into today. Like, Eric Schalgren, it was a bit of a head-scratcher, but in a way, a lot of Lee fans were tr- and analysts were trying to formulate you know what type of theory as to why he got the start and let me know what you think about it this was a jedi mind trick by uh by our coach shelton keep and he wanted to give the bolts which it sounds like it may have worked actually a little bit more uh you know make them think that they are the top dog and have the pressure on them because they go in they get beat up first of all you're almost ensuring now that you're playing tampa which toronto I think Tampa's the, the the preferred matchup for them as well over Boston, surprisingly. So, A, you kind of throw the game and you give Tampa those two points and inch them closer to locking up the third spot and make sure that that could be the matchup that you want. That was one theory about tonight, why they started Shogun. The other theory for why they wanted to start him also was if you get beat and you get beat bad, now you're making Tampa think like, okay, we can beat this team. So that next time when they roll around into the playoffs for game one, they're not playing Eric Schalker. They're playing Jack Campbell. You've yeah. got Austin Matthews back in the lineup. Could be a totally different ball game. And it was more of a, a mental psyche, Bill Belichickian type of uh, maneuver from Sheldon Keefe. You subscribe to that or what? 
Let me ask you a question to both of you. Do, do you really think that uh, this veteran team of Bolts players, majority of which were on these last two cup te- teams, do you think for a second that they didn't know that was the case? Uh, this is one of the most grizzled teams in the league right now. And, and I granted, yes, they, they definitely got a ton of confidence. And, and, and I'm kind of going to throw it back on you guys real quick. But don't you think you're kind of playing with fire right there, given, given everything that's happened with your team as well as my team over the last two years? Do you really want to, especially now that we know that these two teams are playing each other, do you really want to give Tampa any more confidence than they would have already had? You had a team coming in who struggled immensely over the last month. And now they they coming off a, a big loss against you guys in their previous matchup only a couple of weeks ago. And now you mm. completely lay an egg in Amelie uh, on the road. Is that really something you want to do? Because now not only are you are you giving confidence to to Tampa, who who is on the verge of going for their third consecutive championship, but now you're giving confidence to them basically saying, All right, we could not only beat these guys in our own building, but we could beat the crap out of them. Uh, is that is it? Is there any part of you guys that are a little bit concerned about that game plan? Yeah, I I, I don't know if uh, if the thought process was go in there and get your ass beat <laughs> one. I don't know if that was part of the program. Maybe like a three one loss or a a four two loss, respectable one. Yeah. But the way that it, it rolled out tonight, if that was the case, which I don't believe to, I yeah. don't subscribe to that theory. I think they just wanted to. Ultimately, the real reason why I think Shulker was a net. One, they've kind of been weary about Campbell's uh, ice time a little bit towards the end of the season. They've really been resting him up a little bit. I think this may have been that. But also, if there comes a point where Campbell, who has dealt with injuries this season, ends up having to miss a game or he gets hurt at some point in the playoffs, I think they wanted to give Colgren that look at what this Tampa Bay team looks like. You know, like they've got so many talented players and they wanted to make sure that he would be comfortable and wouldn't be surprised by the type of talent that's coming down on him. Looks like he was surprised. And now that the Maple Leafs know, like, all right, Campbell needs to be healthy because this team ain't doing nothing if it's uh, Eric Schalgren between the pipes come playoff time. What do you think, Dave? I, I do think that this was – if you lose and it's a close battle for the Leafs, you feel a lot better. Yeah. Like, seeing how that is how it unfolded and seeing how Tampa can – Look, Tam and you and Adam was perfectly right in saying this is a team that's been there. They've done it. They're a veteran team. You don't want. Well, let's let's not forget like, also. Like, there's no Austin Matthews tonight. There's also no Braden yeah. Point. There's yeah. also no Braden Point to 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 you know for for Tampa. But not having you know AM34 out there, I, it's completely different. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, it's it changes a little bit, but it doesn't change the defense. It doesn't change the blue line and the fact that. Justin Hall was on the ice for six goals against in this yeah. game. Like, yeah. you know, like for me, I think Adam was right in saying that this is a veteran team that there's a reason why these veteran teams are good at, the, at this time of the year, or they can flip a switch when they need to, they know when they need to bring it. And they, they did exactly that tonight. Like I, I think this was a game where everybody was saying that Tampa looks beatable. They haven't looked the same you know, for the last few games, especially after that loss to Detroit. And this was a game where they knew that they need to send a message and message was received loud and clear. Yeah. Message sent, uh, the, the bolts aren't going anywhere. I think that is, uh, that's something that we, we do know. All right. We will continue discussing the game. We got to get into the fireworks. That was 116 penalty minutes thrown out there. You had Clifford in the mix. You had Simmons, you had bunting, 
You had Sorelli, who seemed to always be in there. Corey Perry, obviously. And, of course, big bad Pat Maroon had his way. And his he was always in the mix. We'll get into all that in just a moment. But first, Dave, why don't you tell them about uh, our good folks, our good sponsors at Bill Bar. Yeah, obviously, we're trying very hard to stick to our New Year's resolutions. And why not let our good friends over at Bill Bar help us with that? Have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best built bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are fan favorite because they include some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamon knee churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Oh, they are so good. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these, folks, because they are even better. A candy bar typically has anywhere between two to 300 calories. If you go and search on the little macros uh, chart for Built Bars, they contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, as I said, have between 200 to 300 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So make sure you go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's right. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off on any of their built.com products. And welcome back into this Lee Locked on Leafs, Locked on Lightning crossover event after the massacre of the Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay taking it 8-1. to one. Um, They not only beat them, uh, on the scoreboard, but man, it was a battle on the ice too. I I tweeted out like in the second period midway, I was like, man, this, this seven game series is going to be a war. And of course, you know, some punks on Twitter who are seeing this, I just see now Pat texting me. I'm pretty sure there are a bunch of guys from uh, the Tampa area that are getting in my mentions. there, saying, ah, it was more of a massacre, not a war pal, but uh, it's, it's true. That was honestly just, an insane game like that was just a bleep show it was 116 penalty minutes you had what three players get ejected in that game um like what did you make of all the fireworks that went down and about the second period onward where it sent, seemed like every shift between every whistle there was some sort of skirmish someone was getting a, a face wash someone was getting hit in the head and there was just an abundance of penalties tossed out tonight yeah i i think if you just turned on the game at that point didn't know what the score was i think you would have thought a this was a playoff game and b that this was a close game uh i i think what it came down to because that that last 10 minutes seemed like it was almost a half hour mm-hmm. let's be honest here and, and and i really thought this game was going to last all night i really didn't think we were going to get a chance to record guys but uh what it came down to was both teams were just sending a message to each other. Hey, listen, see you in a couple of weeks, boys, because guess what? You're going to have a little bit more of this. And, and obviously the stars of the show were Pat Maroon and Wayne Simmons. I think this just carried over from the last game where we, we, we got to see, we didn't really get to see them scrap because we got that soft call from the oh, rest yeah, of that yeah. game. So, uh, you know, I think that's just what it was a little bit of carryover. Then again, knowing Maroon, knowing Simmons, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more of this in game one. Did you, uh, did either of you guys, so you're, you, you've been watching on ESPN cause you're down in the States. You got that broadcast. Yeah. You happen to see, uh, Leah Hextall's interview yeah. with Wayne Simmons. What did you make of those? Do you have that, uh, clip by any chance, Dave? 
Maybe we could play it uh, if we have it. I don't know if you do or not. I, I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, why, why don't we try and pull it up here? Because someone sent this to me. We're up in the States, right? So we had TSM broadcasting the game. Yeah. And someone sent this to me, and they're like, can you believe what Leah Hextall just asked Wayne Simmons? And I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Did she really just say that? Uh, <laughs> let me know when you got it here, Dave, and we can kind of play it off. But, uh, yeah, those two certainly – Man, I, all night long, all night long. All right, here it is. So for those on YouTube, you can watch it. If you're listening uh, via podcast, this is uh, in between periods. I believe this is what, after the second period, I would assume? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so in between the second and third period here, um, heading into the, the second intermission, Leah Hextall, ESPN uh, broadcaster, interviewing Wayne Simmons. This has been a very physical contest. I was privy to your conversation with Pat Maroon here in between the benches. I know you guys have a history and have dropped the mitts before. He called you soft. My question is, are you? You should ask him. I don't, we've never dropped the gloves. He's never obliged me before. So I don't know. I don't think I'm the one that's soft. All right, Wayne. Best of luck the rest of the way. All right. Thank you. <laughs> are you soft? <laughs> what? You know what that is? You know what that is? That's, that's Leah Hextall just... Just Certain choosing, choo- choosing violence. That's, oh. that's 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 all she wanted to see. She did, and like she, I, there was another clip floating around where she's like, "Oh, he just said he's got three cups. It's true. Yeah, he's got three in a row." And I'm like, "What are you doing?" Uh, I believe that was during the first uh, period uh, when they were chirping each other over the yeah. boards, and she was yeah. just sitting there in the middle, just just taking it all in. Yeah, they were barking at each other the whole game. They eventually did drop the mitts, I guess. Uh, it wasn't like a, a massive bout, but they did. And then I don't know. Well, Simmons ran, uh, who do you run kind of in the third period there? I think it was Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Sergachev in the corner, kind of ran him a little bit. And that's what led to the, like the final meetup between those two where they didn't officially drop the mitts, but there was some, uh, nose to nose WrestleMania esque, uh, type of situations just a little bit of a, a shoot there and i mean yeah they both end up getting ejected from this one but uh it was yeah those two for certainty there's seven games uh a seven game series upcoming between these two teams those characters are definitely going to be right in the thick of things you gotta know it but also like Corey perry was in every scrum i don't yeah. think he left the ice in the last 10 minutes because he was literally in every single one of those skirmishes at the end. Uh, Anthony Sorelli was also involved in everything. Michael Bunting was being a pest out there, and, and he was involved the entire time. Um, Clifford ended up kind of bonking Perry on the head with his stick. It was just, even Morgan Riley. Like, Riley was getting getting into it tonight a couple of times. He ended up taking a seat in the sin bin. Um, it was just a wild, wild game. Yeah, I was I was pretty shocked when Giordano kind of lost his cool there for a minute, yeah, like a little dude. early. I, I I was sitting there thinking like, who called him a dirty name and and ran away because it was <laughs> it was unbelievable to see Giordano. You know who? who well, you kind of you kind of see him a little bit cool, calm, and collective most times, and, and kind of picks a spot. But he was ready. I believe it was Sorelli. He was yeah. ready to pull Sorelli's head off there. I mean. Yeah. Anthony Sorelli, he just gets better with every year. Just a great all-around player. But the one thing that really impresses me is just how he's really embraced the villain role against opposing teams. Just really just embodying that honey badger personality that really has just made him beloved to all Tampa fans. I mean, uh, 
I, I can't believe that he really stuck off like that. The guy's nose is practically falling off through the end of the game, and he's still going into the into the fire there. Did the guy ever uh, drop the mitts or what? <laughs> I, I think he was trying to at the end of the game, and the refs broke it up uh, pretty uh, pretty early on in that altercation. But well, I, I mean, know Geo was Geo. I don't know if you saw, but I didn't notice until I saw the replay. He quickly ditched those gloves. Yeah, he was yeah. ready to go. And the yeah. rest got in there pretty quick. I think Brandon Hagel wanted to get a piece of Tavares too. And I'm like, dude, JT doesn't throw down. What are you doing? Like, he's not yeah. even grabbing you. You keep trying to like, come on, man. And like, then dude. and then and then after that, I believe uh Maroon was was yelling at him for the rest of the game after that, just calling him soft and yeah. yeah. I'm surprised I'm surprised Leah Hextel didn't get up, get in, get over to the Leafs uh, bench and start interviewing guys, asking them one by one, are you soft? Are you soft? Yeah. I can't believe that, that, that like that's journalism one-on-one. You don't ask someone if they're soft in the middle of a heated battle like that. Like what, what are you doing? I feel like she's the one who was kind of getting things going. Yeah. yeah she, she was instigating sort of things. She was egging them all on. She was adding gasoline to what was already, you know, a garbage fire at that point. Actually, I wanted to pull up this quote. Uh, John Cooper just said this, I guess, talking to the meeting right now. Don't read much, too much into it. It's one game. What do you get when you hear John Cooper? Is, he, is this throwing a little bit of respect to the Leafs, or is this him trying to temper the expectations of his well, team? Is he talking about just the fact that they won, or is he talking about the physicality? And I think he's talking mess. about the game itself and how it played out for them. Well, that's an answer. That's a question for you, uh, Adam. Uh, what do you feel about your coach saying, hey, relax, relax, one game? Because we could say the same thing, right? We came into your building – beat the socks off you a couple weeks yeah. ago, but that was one game came yeah. back the next time thinking maybe it'll be the same. It certainly was not. Yeah. I, I think uh, he he's completely right in that statement. And in that pertains to everything that you saw in this game, the goals, the, 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 the physicality, I, I think oftentimes, especially with this team, and you could make the case for a lot of teams as well, that they, they, they try to go out there and make a statement, try to be physical early on. And then sometimes with this lightning team, uh, depending on who they're playing, especially if it's a physical team like the Leafs, uh, sometimes they could, you could, if you try to be over, too over physical, you kind of get away from other aspects of your game that you're more successful in. And I think that's really what he's trying to say. I'm sure Pat Maroon and, and Corey Perry and the veterans in that in that dressing room are going to be thinking about this and talking the guys up in the days to come when these two teams do meet. But I think I think you know I think this is just really what you saw from the Lightning tonight uh, in terms of physicality. That you know once they started to kind of falter over the last couple of weeks, they just wanted to get back to what you know what paid the bills, what what put what put food on the table for them, and that was get back to physical hockey. The offense will come, and we saw that tonight. Yeah, it's something else that uh, was a lot different to tonight than it was the last couple of weeks. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky was a stud tonight. Um, you know, first period, he came up, he made some big stops. The one that really made me say, okay, he's back, was uh, it was the three-on-two, and Alex Kerfoot ended up with it yeah. and tried yeah. to wait him out, tried to flow fake little shot. Vassy didn't bite, and then he ended up having to – to just shoot it right into his pads, essentially. And I was like, yeah, okay, that guy's on his game tonight. And uh, I think it was, what, six straight starts that he had um, lost, six straight you know, yeah. decisions that, that ended up with a loss, and like a 887 save percentage since since that last game against Toronto. Yeah. So it was a bit of a slide here for Vassy. Boy, did he pick a good game to get his, thing, to get his act together. 
Well, let me ask you guys, what what is what is the next step for the Maple Leafs? Because tonight, obviously, you faced off against Vassy. He's clearly back. But, I, I mean, you guys had a couple of chances there where you were just about an inch or two away from pucks going in the net where this could have been, at one point, maybe 5-3 instead of 5-1. I mean, what, yeah. what, where where do you go from there? What What is next for the Maple Leafs uh, as they try to finish out the season? Well, I think... Yeah, why don't you answer this one? My computer's about to die. I'm gonna go get my charger. While you answer this question, Dave. I think the, the for me, like you look at their next game is against Florida, and Mike and I kind of talked about this to preview the road trip. In that, this was a team that came back after they had you had a five one lead. Like if you wanna if you wanna send a message after losing a game like this, you go and you face the Florida Panthers, who just cleansed the Atlantic Division. Yeah. Thanks to the lightning helping <laughs> in that regard. I don't know how uh, you guys feel about that one there. Um, but um, I, I think you got to go out. You have Campbell in that. Maybe Austin Matthews comes back and you send a bit of a message and saying that Tampa game was a one off for yeah. us. Like that, I think that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to avoid. If you're going to say that this was one game for us in terms of I, Wayne Simmons was saying that after the fact as well, go out and prove that it was just one game. I think you yeah. want to avoid any sort of I you know belief that Tampa exposed something of you rather than maybe this just was a night you guys did not have it. I think that's going to be the important thing for this Leafs team going forward. Now, for for Lightning fans that are maybe not aware, what's the timetable for Matthews and what the severity of what's keeping him off the ice? So it seems like he's been close. Like we, he was at the morning skate. It looked like he was edging towards coming back. It was like if he didn't come back in this game, next game I would say has to be where they're going to try to slot him in. They're on a back-to-back this weekend with uh, Florida and Washington. So if he doesn't get into one, maybe they consider the other. But I, I feel like if they get Matthews back on Saturday, that's probably where most would have expected. Um, I, I thought maybe there's a possibility for tonight, but Actually, they're, I they're thought crazy. he was going to play tonight, to yeah. be honest. Especially when I saw him out there at ice, both him and Muzzin, and then they stuck around for practice. Yeah, it turns out that they're not playing tonight, which was a surprise. Yeah, I, I just think that this was they're, – they're just waiting out how – they're no, I think Sheldon Keefe was even seen talking to Matthews quite a bit at practice, and I think he's just trying to gauge where the player's at rather than, you know, are you, are you good? If you're not good, we'll hold you. Like we're not, they, they don't want to push Matthews at all because they know that it's more important for him to be ready for the playoffs than it is for these games. Which he, we wonder how much you know they got to be give him a little bit of runway to get his game back up after he sat for a little bit. But I mean, this is also Austin Matthews. He can pick up his game pretty easily. We saw we saw it when he missed the start of the season. It didn't take much for him to get going again. So. Yeah, I would say that you're going to see him back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's a pretty good bet. And uh, speaking of betting, uh, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked on Leafs, Locked on Lightning crossover show. I'm Mike DiStefano. Dave Morissuti with me. We're your host of Locked on Leafs. Adam Danker, the host of Locked on Lightning. 
Um, yeah, you were, we were just kind of getting into like what, what exactly this means for, for Austin Matthews and, and what his timeline is and, and if he plans on playing. We're hoping Saturday. But I got a question for you because you're kind of an out-of-the-market type of guy, but you, know, you, you follow the league in general. You think that perhaps over the last week or so since he's been held out, it's put a little bit of a damper on, on his MVP odds here? Uh, you know what? I, it, it's funny because uh, I, I listen to a ton of Jeff Merrick, uh, hmm. and, and I have to say, it, it seems like the, the, the decision. Miami. That's okay. Uh, it seems like the decision on, on Merrick's part has been, and that's, uh, has kind of already been made for the heart. It looks like the, the popular vote, and maybe obviously you guys would disagree, but it looks like the, the popular, at least last time I checked was Shesterkin. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Matthews is having a fantastic season. Uh, it was pretty impressed. I was pretty impressed to, to real, to, to find out that actually he has, you know, he set the franchise record for most goals in a season, which you got to think original six team and that, you know, he's the the franchise uh, leader in, in goals in a season. That's pretty impressive to think about it. Uh, I really think, you know, it, it's really subjective. I think, uh, I don't think that he's really, really put a damper at all. Uh, I, I think, you know, people look at that and they understand. I mean, everybody misses time here and there. It's very rare nowadays, especially t- top players that they play a full 82 game season. So I, I'm sure that's taken into account. Uh, like you said, just a little while ago that, you know, he got off. He, he missed some time in the beginning of the season, but look how he 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 made up for it. And, and so, you know what? I think that even makes it that more impressive. And definitely, uh, if he continues the role once he gets back in the lineup, I think that it only helped his chances. Yeah, the one guy that I was worried about right now, who's just <laughs> playing out of his mind, is uh, Johnny Goudreau, kind of coming up and, and stealing it from him. He's the player that I'm worried about. I think Shosturkin has fallen. He's fallen off a little bit. Well, uh, he's right back into it, yeah. but his name started to fall back in the in the race yeah. a little bit. Starting to creep back up. Yeah, well, like two straight shutouts earlier this week. Yeah, I mean the guy's unbelievable, and and <laughs> I think the Rangers are a sleeper team in the playoffs. To be honest with you, the way that they're rolling right now, I, I really think they are. Um, but Johnny Goudreau, that's the guy who I'm worried for when it comes to to Austin Matthews and whether or not he ends up with the heart at the end of the season. That's the name that I'm kind of worried about. But uh, to get back to to the Lightning and the Leafs. So we kind of already heard from John Cooper and him saying like, oh, it's just, it's just one game. But I guess your raw thoughts at this point, we're about an hour away from this game concluding after we thought it may never conclude. <laughs> How you feeling about – because at this point I think it's pretty obvious – it's going to be Leafs Tampa round one. How do you, are you feeling about going up against Toronto right now in this moment than maybe you did when you woke up today based on what you saw happen in this game? I have to say, I, I, I think me alongside with other lightning fans were just a little concerned given how this team was rolling in the last, uh, game when these two teams played i i i think that lightning fans though we we've been starting to kind of you know we, uh, if you asked me this a couple of weeks ago i said oh we're never gonna get back toronto you know i i no matter who we play it, it's gonna end in in six or even seven but you know this tampa team like you stated earlier in the show the and and i said as well is that the good teams know how to turn it on 
And just when you kind of thought, oh, man, there's no more gas left in the tank for this team who's been, you know, it's been a whirlwind of games over the last two years. They managed to turn it on. Now, having said that, this was, you know, you don't have the starter uh, in Jack Campbell and that Matthews isn't on the ice. So really, you got to look at the you got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, the confidence is there. You're feeling a lot better after tonight. But you know what? It's not going to it's not going to matter as, as soon as as soon as the puck drops for for game one, because, you know, really anything could happen. We all know that. Dave, has your perspective changed? Uh, I guess same question to you from when you woke up today to when your bed to when your head hits the pillow tonight. Uh, the only thing I, I will say about that is, you know, seeing Vasilevsky play the way he did, you know, I, I didn't expect Andre Vasilevsky to play the way he has the last little bit. I feel like he's just too good of a goalie to play at league average. He's above average. He's one of the, he probably, I mean, I said he's the best goalie in the NHL uh, on several occasions. And I still think that's true. So that was the one thing that always gave me concern about a series like this. I think there, you know, I never thought a series with the lightning was ever going to be easy. It's, you know, you're never going to, when you're going against the defending champs, it's never going to be easy. The only thing that gives me any reason to think that the Leafs still could come away with is that, yeah, they didn't have their best game. We've seen what their best game is like, and it's not what they played tonight. Mm-hmm. Campbell wasn't in that, and Matthews wasn't in that. But at the same time, as we said, Point wasn't there for the Lightning as well. So you kind of have to balance it out a little bit. But I, I feel like regardless of uh, how the, how this game went, I still, thought th- I still think this series is going to be, you know, a battle right till the end. It's not going to be an easy series. It's going to be one of those series where everyone's like, we wish this was a conference final type of series. Yeah. And, and Adam, I think um, I'm curious about to, to get your perspective on this because coming into the game, like the, I, I guess you could attest to it. The lightning, they've been struggling, right? Basilice has been struggling the team as a whole. They just lost to the Detroit Red Wings, who not a very good team. I think they've won, what, only four of the last 10 games. Uh, Vasilevsky had been pulled in two of his last few starts. So, you know, there's some concern around Tampa Bay coming into tonight. But a big question or a big topic of conversation is, could fatigue be playing a factor in for this team? They've gone on two long cup runs. They've had extremely condensed off seasons and then condensed seasons as a, as a result of COVID as well. Do you subscribe to that? Do you think that some fatigue could be setting in with this team? And is there any worry about that as uh, as someone who covers this team on a daily basis that that could end up factoring in uh, as you approach the the stretch here and into the playoffs where things will ramp up even better, even bigger? 100%. 100%. I mean, you can't look at, you know, any of the the past teams. Look at the Chicago Blackhawks. Look at the the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are the last team to repeat. Uh, fatigue played a huge factor in those teams, even doing even more within those time periods. Uh, especially this season, that's been the talk, and and really the ongoing worry on the hush hush. I've I, I feel like I've only been the one, maybe out of a few of the Tampa media members, in which has really discussed that the entire season. We're finally seeing it, and a part of it has to do with you know playoff fatigue, but also uh, 
I may have mentioned it before in the show. John Cooper loves to let the horse out of the barn with Andre Vasilevsky. If he's playing great, he keeps him on the ice. If he doesn't play him well, if he does, if it, if he isn't playing well, then you kind of see him pull the reins back. Uh, but you know, he he puts a whole lot of trust in Vasilevsky. Having said that, Vasilevsky only played. This is only the second time in his career in which he's played fifty plus games. Uh, so you're starting to really see once he's getting closer and even past that 55 uh, game mark in which he's it, it's really starting to weigh on him uh, a little sluggish here and there. But, you know, it, a lot of it has to do with the mental aspect because, you know what, he's a gamer. He goes out there. He plays in big time situations. We've seen in the last two years in, in clinching games, post up shutouts. And, and so, you know. It, he, he rises to the occasion and he knows when to turn it on, just like all every other vet. So, yeah, it's a concern at this point in the season. But at the same time, like we've been saying the entire show, you know, once the playoffs start, I'm not worried about him. It's just a matter of consistency for this team. And that's really something that they've struggled with. If every guy on this team, along with Basileski, along with all the other vets on this team, could go out there, not only play successful, especially in the way what we saw them play tonight, but if they could carry this over to a game, especially on Saturday, where they got Nashville, who is, you know, no team to sleep on. And then you got the Panthers on Sunday. If they could kind of string a couple of good games together, win, lose, uh, I think this team's going to be in pretty good shape come uh, two weeks. A uh, couple of quotes coming out now from Maple Leafs media, Sheldon Keefe uh, speaking, and uh, this is what he had to say about tonight's game. He said, quote, you just get a sample of how hard you need to play and how well you need to play to be able uh, of that quality when they're playing at that level. And then continue to say to me, it was clear that the this game meant more to them tonight than it did to us, and it showed on how they played and how they competed. That's what happens when that's the case. I'd agree. I think this game meant uh, quite a lot to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they they proved that this was to them this was a statement game because they got you know embarrassed probably last time the Maple Leafs were in the building. Austin Matthews put up a hat trick, six two win. That was a pretty uh, you know difficult loss. I would assume for them to take. They had to respond and rebound, and they did in a big big way. And the Maple Leafs, quite frankly, weren't ready for it, and it ended up in an eight one loss. Yeah, and I, I think when you are looking at any sort of series, you're trying to figure out who has the advantage where, right? And these games are really hard to determine, right, and blowouts because you're trying to see what went wrong for both teams. Like, were, were was it an off game for one of them? Like, really, I think when you look at the earlier games in the season, like the one the overtime win in Toronto where both teams were just battling all game long. I was I was there, actually, for that one in person. And, like, I Is said to myself, like, goal, JT tied it late. And then Willie scored the overtime winner. Yeah, right. It was a, I think it was two one that one. Like oh, Campbell was unreal in that game. Yeah, like it was a battle. I'm like okay, that if if we're trying to pinpoint the exact type of game to expect in a series like that, it's going to be a game like that. You're going to get the blowouts. You're going to get the games where people like players lose their composure because it's the playoffs. Emotions are at its highest. But I feel like when you're looking at what the prime matchup between these two teams is like, it's going to be more towards. The low scoring, really close, good goaltending, I think is going to determine really how these how this series will go, probably. Yeah, and there's one goalie between the two clubs that you definitely feel much stronger than the other goalie. There's a, a clear-cut advantage between the pipes between these two squads. Up front, pretty well parallel, I would say. The blue line, uh, Victor Edmonds, uh, 
pretty, pretty solid piece there. There's some depth, but I think Toronto's got a decent blue line. I mean, they've added some pieces, so it's a little closer than it would have been in previous years, but clearly the goaltending and that's a big position, big time position. But uh, you know, if, if, if Vasilevsky and if the fatigue thing is a factor and he's a guy who's played a lot of hockey recently, if that kind of factors in, which at this point seems to be what a lot of Maple Leafs fans are really like, clinging to and hoping that's the case here if they're taking on Tampa Bay. Um, that's that's that that would be a big boon for them to kind of even up the scales with the uh Vassy and, and Jack Campbell um situation as as you get to to the playoffs in a couple of weeks. Uh Adam, uh, it was a lot of fun uh, catching up and you know this wasn't a great game for the Maple Leafs to watch. Uh there was a chance for them to really solidify home ice, I still anticipate it'll happen. They just got to win two of their next four games, and they've got it clinched up. Um, I assume it'll happen, but hey, you never know. But at the end of the day, man, uh, yeah, it was. Maple Leafs weren't ready for uh, to get punched in the mouth like that. And Tampa, they were ready to do a whole lot of punching, not just on the scoreboard, but also on the ice. And I would anticipate that this will continue in a couple of weeks when uh, the Leafs and Lightning go mano y mano in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we'll have to get together again and kind of do a little bit of a preview show ahead of that one. Uh, but thanks, man. This was fun. Yeah, let's do it again in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I don't anticipate the same outcome, of course, in this game. You know, uh, like we said before, you know, uh, hockey is a weird sport. Some days you're the fish and some days you're the hook. And, and yeah. the Lightning were the hook tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what ends up happening in a best of seven because it should be an absolute all-out war. There's a lot of uh, name-checking going on throughout those scrums, I can tell you that. So it'll be fun. Uh, Adam, really appreciate it. Dave, good stuff as always. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs. We've got Dave Morissuti with us as well. And then Adam Danker from Locked On Lightning. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good weekend. Enjoy all the games from both sides. And uh, we'll chat with you again on Monday.